0: Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea mejia Madriz, and I'm a part of the Artist Marketing and Partnerships team here at Closer and Closer. Jill Senft is our guest today, and she is a Berlin-based painter and commercial artist. She creates colorful, hand-painted works depicting all facets of everyday life. She graduated from the University of Arts in Berlin and has worked with clients such as Vogue, The New York Times, WeTransfer, Bon Appetit, and Crocs. Welcome, Jill. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's so great to have you on. Jill is also one of the newer illustrators on our roster, so I'm excited. I think these are such great spaces to kind of get to know each other a little bit better and hear more about your story because um, we don't get a ton of face time here.
1: Yeah, it's nice. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Um,
0: so we'll start off with the most basic question and one that I've honestly been wondering about because we haven't, again, had a lot of time to talk about this one-on-one. Um, But can you tell us a little bit more about how you got to this point in your creative journey? Um, You know, you can take us through everything from where your relationship with creativity started to how you got to where you are today.
1: Okay, so, well, I guess like most of the artists or illustrators on the roster, I was pretty creative as a child. Because Mm -hmm. my father is actually, he's like the creative part in our family. Oh, really? um, Yeah, he's super creative. He has a car repair shop. So he's self employed as well. And uh, he paints and repairs like cars. And uh, yeah, so he's like super passionate about it. And uh, also he's always like building stuff and like painting or doing something in the house or whatever. So he's like really a super creative mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess so that's where I have it from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I even remember once when I was a uh, uh, when I was in first grade, for example. Like um, we had to like every child has got like a wooden pencil case in school. Mm-hmm. So uh, like all the other child uh, children were like coloring it with crayons, and uh, yeah, my father uh, he actually <laughs> he actually convinced me to spray it with uh, like with paint. And oh, that's so awesome. We- Yeah. yeah. So we, we sprayed it like every year we, we made like a redesign for it and I was like always super proud (laughs) of my wooden pencil case. So yeah. You had the best pencil
0: case out of all the students.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was kind of cute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's adorable. And then, yeah, it was your father and like your parents really encouraging when, you know, when you were getting older, like how did you figure out that this was actually something that you wanted to do? Um, full-time like as a profession and how did your parents support you in that
1: yeah well they were not like totally happy with my decision in the (laughs) beginning i guess they they had like no idea no idea if you could earn any money with this so they were always asking me like what are you going to do what is an illustrator doing and they were like i think the first time when i an illustration of mine got published in a magazine, they were like, wow, (laughs) this is so nice. That actually it works. So there were, yeah. So, but in the end, actually they were like all the time super supportive because my mom always says, I want you to be happy. So that's the only thing. Yeah. So that's cute also. Yeah. That's lovely. Lovely. Yeah.
0: We love to hear it. And then, yeah, kind of, when did you figure out, was it like the end of high school? Like where were you at? When you decided, you know, this is what I want to do full time seriously.
1: Well, that was kind of late. In the end of high school, <laughs> I decided to. I was actually thinking I wanted to study something creative, and then I was thinking about fashion design. I guess most mm. of the girls are thinking about that. And then, uh, yeah, then I thought like, no, it's not like the thing I really want to do. So I studied fashion management actually oh, for a, for a really short term, and then. Yeah, well, after that, I did like lots of internships and they were all like, well, kind of shitty (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) unpaid. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, so that was not the the best idea, actually. And then I decided I have to study again. So then I decided I think I was 24 or 23 or something. So Mm -hmm. kind of late, actually. Yeah. And then I decided to study uh, visual communication, which is like with illustration as part of it so that's like graphic design photography and typography and illustration so yeah that's awesome Mm
0: -hmm. that's so cool yeah I think it's so funny hearing because a lot of the artists have a similar story where they're like I started studying this thing that I felt like was more practical but then you know at the end of the day it's not really what you're truly passionate about and it's so interesting because like practical you know like a practical career is such a such a thing you know like something that everybody's pushing towards but in reality like it it, I don't know a lot of the careers are a little bit difficult you know like you did fashion management and that was like horrible you know not fun for anybody Mm. involved so it's interesting because I feel like you'll put your energy into what you want to do and then that will you know grow and make itself sustainable it's not necessarily like you know if you're doing something that you're not passionate about and that also is not very fun especially at the beginning there's just no way you're going to succeed.
1: No, there's no way actually to, to, <laughs> to uh, yeah, to succeed in that. I think, well, yeah, but how could you know? Like in the, in the end, it's, uh, it had to be like that because my parents were like, they're not doing anything in, in the art scene or they, they did not have any clue what, uh what kind of studies there were. And I didn't yeah. have a clue as well. So I had to somehow begin and then find out what I totally.
0: Yeah. You have to, you have to try a bunch of things out. And then you also did that in your visual communication courses, I'm sure with like the lettering and photography and everything. How did you kind of, I mean, did you always know that illustration was going to be your favorite and that that was kind of the direction that you wanted to go in or?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually I I knew that like from the beginning, that was Mm -hmm. the most interesting of all the courses, but I did kind of more graphic design courses as well but I wouldn't like consider myself a proper graphic (laughs) designer or anything
0: yeah well and I think having that breadth of knowledge too really helps in terms of like developing your illustration style right like can you talk a little bit about if you did take anything from those other disciplines into your style now like how you kind of develop the style that you have
1: oh yeah well I think it's super important actually because uh, if you think about the composition in an illustration for example it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a super graphical thing I where my illustrations are like kind of clean and graphical and um, yeah so that's that's actually a, a very important part the graphic mm-hmm. design part even if you work with a magazine and then you have the layout and there's like typography included in it. So you have mm-hmm. to think about it like really well, where's the illustration going to live and where's the typography going to live and how is it going together? And yeah. So yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then when did you start kind of developing the signature style of yours? Like were you always doing everything analog and then transferring it over into the computer? Um, kind of, how, I'm always interested in the artist that, do start off analog like their whole process because it is just so much more time consuming and in commercial world like things move so quickly so I'd love to hear more about like how you kind of settled on your style and I know that's not the best way to put it because it's always evolving but how you kind of got to this point in your style and what decisions you made along the way
1: yeah well I think the decision uh, was made actually when I, I did like an exchange semester in Belgium Uh, for half a year so yeah so at the school there 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 were like a lot of people painting like in Mm -hmm. illustration class there were like lots of very very good painters so that's where I started to paint like um yeah I was super bad actually I, I I yeah I felt like so stupid because everybody was so good and I thought like whoa what am I what am I doing here so yeah so that was kind of um yeah challenging actually the um semester in belgium but I mm-hmm. did learn like a lot and the professors there were super cool and that's when I yeah basically started to paint and when I came back to Berlin I I didn't stop. Like yeah. at my university then back in Berlin they were a bit like oh you really want to do this analog painting. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like yeah I really want to do it. It's it's really what I love to do. So yeah.
0: Yeah, so is it just purely like that love for painting that made you want to stick with it commercially cuz yeah, it is a big challenge. So, you know.
1: Yes, yeah, it is a big challenge. And yeah, and, and still I am I like I tried to do some stuff on a computer, but it doesn't look the same and it's not the same feeling to work on it and I really love to work with my hands. So, yeah. I think I have to do it this way, even if it's more complicated. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That makes sense.
1: And then, yeah, also
0: like along with the question about your style, something that I love about your style so much is that you do such an amazing job of capturing like a whole story with a single image. I think that's something that you do really expertly. And it's it's always so interesting to me because I'm like, oh my God, there's like a million different little moments in this illustration, even though it's like one big cohesive composition how did you kind of develop that part of your style and you know have you always had a passion for storytelling is that something that just came naturally
1: Hmm. so well I have no clear answer to this actually I I thought about it and I I think it's just suddenly like developing I guess it's Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah it's uh, like it comes like with a lot of freelance projects and a lot of um yeah, jobs I did. So I think it just developed by itself somehow. So I can't really explain it. <laughs> it was like kind of How? out
0: of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: And I love, I mean, that's something that I love about your pieces. And I, I mean, would you consider yourself a people person? Like, are you introverted, more extroverted?
1: Hmm. I guess I'm more introverted, actually. <laughs> I'm more like the typical illustrator. I love to sit at my desk and uh, be for myself, think about what I'm doing and yeah, overthink it and overthink it <laughs> and redo it. And uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think you do such an expert job at like capturing just those moments. And it's interesting because okay. yeah, so many illustrators are so introverted, but they have such a clear vision of like people's stories and how to represent them. It's it's really interesting.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so nice actually. Um
0: and then kind of moving on from your style and like how you developed that in school. Um when did you start getting your first clients and like how did that you know again, I know that you your parents were a little bit unsure of how you would make money. Um were you unsure like how aware of you were uh, how aware were you of the entire freelance space and yeah, how did you start bringing those first couple clients in?
1: Well, I actually started to send out my portfolio when I was still studying and mm. that was kind of frustrating because yeah. then, yeah, I sent out lots of portfolios and I didn't get like, I got like five answers out of yeah. hundred emails or something. So that was super frustrating. But in the end, I have to say, actually, it was super worth it. Like even some people... Like, got back to me two years later. And they mm-hmm. were like, Yeah, I kept your portfolio. I still have it here on my computer. And uh sometimes awesome. I look at it. And now there's this thing I think that fits really well. And yeah, so that's how I started. That's yeah, awesome.
0: I love it. And were you, when those first couple of projects started coming in, like, how did you, were you like, I know I can do this? Were you a little bit apprehensive? I know that, you know, a lot of artists on the roster constantly struggle with the feeling of like, this might be my last job. Like I got to take it. Cause I might never get an inquiry again.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had that feeling uh, super <laughs> often, I guess it's uh, pretty normal, but now I'm more chilled. I'm not like super chilled now, but I am more chilled. In the beginning, it was horrible. Actually, really, yeah. it was horrible. I got like really in the beginning, there was like a, a big job opportunity mm-hmm. and I did a job and I was so happy. And then in the end, they said like, Oh, we're sorry but the creative director which is like on top of our creative director they had like so many people talking yeah so they were canceling it and they were like ah sorry we're gonna pay you but we're not going to publish it and I was like no no I thought that was like my like my huge breakthrough or something and then it, it just all crashed and I was like I think I Actually, I think I was so sad I lay I lay in bed for two days. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really. You were like,
0: it's over. This is the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, this this is it. I'm never gonna be a good illustrator. This was like my only chance and then yeah. it was over. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But it's fine now. Yeah. yeah.
0: We made it through. We got another project. And I think yeah. again, like that's such a common feeling. And I think the more artists that I talk to about it, because I'm sure I would be the same way, but now, you know, hearing basically every artist on the roster say the same thing, it's really, I feel like it can be really comforting, you know, to understand that it's not like an isolated experience and that everybody goes through it, even like the people that you admire and are like, oh my God, like they're the best illustrator ever. Like, of course they're always going to get work. Um, They feel the exact same way. So I think that's really comforting in a way, even though it's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, it is. Actually, it's, um great so now I've been working for a freelancer like I guess for three or four years and mm-hmm. uh, actually it changed a bit now I think it's even now if I don't have work it's uh, always kind of a like not for a long time but then for if I have like two or three weeks I'm like ah, oh, wow this is nice
0: <laughs> that's like, so I could retire. Shit.
1: I can yeah no it's not <laughs> no I'm not gonna retire but it's like really then it's not so stressful. I'm going to do a personal project. I'm going to work a bit and uh, like prepare a bit and buy colors and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do when I don't have a job. And then I, I feel kind of relieved sometimes. So like, it's it's nice. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so important because again, I talk about, I talk to artists about marketing all the time and I think those moments, I mean, obviously, again, artists live constantly with the fear of like, I'm not going to get a new project. So they feel the need to say yes to everything that comes through. But I think those moments of like quiet are so important because it allows you the space in the room to do that other side of the work that is also so necessary, you know, like you need to work on your craft and develop your style and, you know, do personal projects because you're not always, you know, you're not always getting the kind of projects that you want to do. Um and all of that is, like, also a super important part of being a freelancer. And it's nice to have the space to kind of focus on that instead of just constantly churning out work for, for clients.
1: Yeah, I think it's necessary, really. Like, well, it's it's so uh, actually, well, at the moment, I do have, like, three jobs at the same time. And that's, like, super overwhelming. It's, like, mm-hmm. super nice, but then it's also, like, Well, in the evening, I am like super tired. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then, yeah, I kind of wanted to not pivot, but take the conversation from there. Um, You mentioned that the way that you kind of started to get clients was just sending your portfolio out. And obviously, that's something that a lot of illustrators do. And I know that you've kind of developed how you bring art or clients in since then. Um, and again, as a member of the marketing and partnerships team, I always have to bring the conversation back to marketing because it's what I'm interested in. Um, but something that I've noticed about you since I started working with you is that you are very comfortable like sharing your process and some of the more personal pieces in your life. And I wanted to ask like, how you got comfortable doing that. Um, again, as an introvert, I know it can be difficult to break that mental barrier. So yeah, how did you get comfortable doing that?
1: Um, well I just overcame like the insecurity to do it I just (laughs) pushed myself I thought like especially on Instagram I thought like yeah it's a huge chance like a lot of people can see your work so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I thought like if I'm gonna overthink it and overthink it when it's gonna be like the perfect finished super nice work I'm I'm never gonna come to an end like it's it's endless so I think it's it's quite nice. And actually now at the moment, I'm also sharing a lot of my process, like sketches and stuff. And I Mm -hmm. have the feeling that people are like, actually, they're super interested in it. So maybe even more in the sketches than in the result or so. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, you just have to do, to do it. It's kind of necessary as an illustrator. So there's no way around it, even if it's sometimes a bit. Yeah. How do you say it? It's sometimes it's a bit, uh, yeah. You make yourself vulnerable. It's kind of,
0: mm-hmm. it's kind of it's stupid intimidating.
1: You, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's kind of stupid if you get like a stupid comment or something. So yeah, yeah. But in the end, it's just it's fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fine. We'll we'll get over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what do you think people find so valuable about, like, seeing your process? And, you know, you mentioned, like, sometimes the sketches do even better than the final product. Like, why do you think that is?
1: Well, I think it's probably uh, because it's kind of a behind-the-scenes of something. So people are, like, super interested in how... Like, I am, for example, too, super interested Mm -hmm. in how other illustrators are working. Like, what is the process? How do they do it? I have, like... I actually know lots of illustrators in Berlin and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I'm, I'm scared to ask them, like, how do you do that? Because I think it's a kind of a secret or something. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't want to be like intimidating or, or something. <laughs> so, so I, 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 don't ask, but in the end I, I am super curious. I would love to know how they're doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think it's so, I mean, I think this is true in any industry that you're in, but having, that insider knowledge on like what your peers are doing is so helpful just to know where you're at and like how you can improve. And really without that context, like you can't, you know, you see somebody's finished product and you might think it's beautiful and amazing, but you know, you might not know that it took them a month to make. And you're like, Oh, well I don't have that kind of time. Like how can you, you know, how can I adopt these things into my process and, and make it work for me? And you really can't do that when everything is so like shrouded in mystery, you know?
1: Yeah, true. And I think, well, there's a reason that like all these platforms like uh, Patreon and what is it all called? Like there Mm -hmm. are a lot of these explaining platforms where people are watching how artists are actually, how artists are actually working and they're paying for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I, I'm going to give it to the other illustrators for free. They just have to look at my Instagram. (laughs)
0: Such a giver. Such a giver. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 really generous of mine.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, totally. And I think it's also really valuable for clients too. Like I always tell all the artists this, but, you know, a client, obviously they're putting a lot of trust in you if they're deciding to work with you. And like, that is a really big thing. You know, we were talking to Neff Trejo and um, who's a creative director at Disney a couple of weeks ago. And- I
1: listened to that one. <laughs> I'm so glad.
0: But yeah, he was yeah. talking about how- um like, you know, once a project actually gets to an artist or, like, a freelancer, there has been so much thought and so much, you know, so much back and forth put into this project, and every detail of it has been thought through, every detail has been mulled over a million times, and, you know, that's a big thing to hand that off, like, basically your baby off to somebody that you don't know, and giving, I think giving the clients as much context as you can into, like, what your process looks like, how much care you're putting into every project, because like there is a lot that goes into it, um, is so valuable for them to know.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, 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 it is. It's, um, actually, well, it's kind of the thing I do really like when you work for a client is that you always get like feed, feedback, which is like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I love that at university as well. I really sometimes it feels a bit uh, well, working as an illustrator feels a bit isolated sometimes it's like a yeah. like an island, and nobody is going to tell you anything <laughs> at least like your boyfriend or so but yeah. not, like you can't always get like feedback, so yeah, that's actually super nice when you work with a client. It always helps to develop somehow, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah, I think feedback is such an important part of the process and again that's why I think like social media is so awesome because you can really get it instantaneously from your desk that you're working at all day every day so that's super super helpful and yeah I mean what part of feedback what is it about feedback that you like so much like what what does it do for you in your creative process
1: well of course, it's sometimes hard because then you feel like, "Ooh, okay, I have to change this now." I thought it's super good, but <laughs> yeah. but in the end, it's it wasn't super good, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of nice to have a different view on your on your process and and what you're doing. And I think it really you develop kind of in a different way. It's yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of um, yeah, it's just a new perspective, I guess, which is yeah. which is good.
0: Yeah. It's always good. Always a good thing. Um, okay. I'm going to pivot again into a completely <laughs> different topic, but I'm really curious about this. Um, I'd love to hear more about why you chose to go through so much schooling for a career that you technically don't need a degree for. Because I know that you went, I, I believe you went and like got your master's. You went, You. I think you've gone to school three times now, correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah. so I did like a bachelor a master and then I did like in Germany you call it Meisterschüler I don't know if you have it in the US I guess not Uh, it's in like the Meisterschüler is like a year on top of the master Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: it's like a free project um, which takes like a whole year and you can decide what to do and you get like uh, constantly feedback of your professor who's like uh, it's awesome was like your mentor somehow when you're mm-hmm. doing a meisterschüler because there are not a lot of people doing it so you're like I was actually in my year I was the only person who did like meisterschüler. so oh wow uh, yeah so I was the oldest one uh, <laughs> and the only one and uh, yeah but it was cool because you have like this real personal connection to the professor then and you mm-hmm. get that well now you we, we are back at feedback so that's the <laughs> nice Thing. you get like really personal feedback yeah, um, yeah that's amazing yeah so I guess that's what uh, what I really liked at studying was actually to get not only feedback from the professors I guess it's more also about the feedback of your peers mm-hmm. because it's super nice to uh, to be like surrounded by people who love the same things and yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah like <laughs> introvert people who, <laughs> who are doing illustration <laughs> yeah
0: a bunch of introverts that are being forced to spend time together is actually a yeah. good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a super nice thing, like really. I, I, yeah. That's really, yeah. But when also in Germany, it's not it's not that expensive to study as in the US, I have yeah. to say. So <laughs> it's not, you don't have to spend like a huge amount on it. It's more like uh, you even get like a free uh, public transport ticket <laughs> if you're that's studying. So, so it's super nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, definitely a completely different ballgame. But I think it's so, you know, I love hearing about why artists choose to go through that process because obviously it's a lot of work. And, you know, a lot of people might say, what's the point if you can just go into freelancing right away? Um, But yeah, what do you think is like the main value that you got out of it?
1: Well, I think but i did i did freelance beside uh, actually studying but the the main goal was actually fun it's just fun like yeah. really there's like you can take the best parts out of it you meet like nice people you get constantly feedback you have like really a lot of opportunities which you wouldn't like hear about or um mm-hmm. like even you couldn't take part because it's well, in illustration class at udk for example we did like an exhibition and mm-hmm. um, in Belgium we traveled to see like uh, galleries in Paris and visited oh, wow. like agents and stuff so it's like a huge thing It's um, yeah it just opens up a whole new world you couldn't yeah nobody's an island I guess so <laughs> as a human being it's kind of nice to have like outside influences and learn and and get to know like new things new people Absolutely. so that's the main part i guess it's not it doesn't has to be university it could it could be if like people don't want to study it could be whatever just a drawing course or mm-hmm. anything out, outside of your yeah, outside of your box or your horizon yeah
0: totally yeah and i think it's also great to have like that accountability as well like you know obviously these are all things that you can learn elsewhere and that's totally fine and opportunities that you can open up for yourself. But it really is, it just like expedites that learning process so much because you are forced to do it. So, even though that yeah. doesn't sound so nice. You have that bit of accountability to be like, okay, no, I am going to take um, my learning process really seriously and I'm going to do it and I'm going to go all in um, and learning that could take, you know, years and years and years to do. You can learn in a semester or in a year. And it's really, I think it's really awesome.
1: Yeah, I really think it's too. I think that too. I really miss university. Actually,
0: are you going to yeah. go back?
1: No, I can't. Like it's like the highest degree. Like master's degree is like you're done. <laughs> you're out.
0: You <laughs> no, don't get out of here.
1: Yeah, you got to go work now. Yeah, it's just like that. The only yeah. way to get back is like teaching. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's funny. Well, maybe <laughs> one day we'll see you teaching some courses.
1: Ah, oh, that would be great. But it's not so easy to do that, I guess. I yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we have a couple artists on the roster that teach and it's or like on from time to time, but it's always crazy. They're like I'm doing a million things. I'm so busy. I'm like, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um yeah. Also, I want to go back to your creative process a little bit because I think again, I'm super interested in commercial illustrators who hand paint all their work and do things analog. Um and I kind of wanted to ask like what your favorite parts of your creative process are? Like where do you find yourself getting the most joy?
1: Well, I think the most joyful while doing sketches is actually the point when you when you reach that point uh, where you think like, "Wow, everything is coming together now," and it just makes click, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, I got it." Yeah, that's like a that's like huge because sometimes you're like really desperate and then you're just uh, sketching and sketching and then hey I don't know where it comes from it's just like uh, yeah like such a relief and then it's it's done so that's nice while sketching and then also of course the painting process is like super cool which I do really enjoy as I mentioned I love working with my hands and uh, yeah of course it's actually it's also nice to be a freelancer sometimes I well sometimes mostly while I paint I'm in my pyjama and I yeah. watch like I'm watching a Netflix series beside or listen like not watching but listening to it yeah and uh yeah so then I'm painting and that's like almost meditative I guess mm. so for me it's like uh that's I can't believe it sometimes that this is my job yeah
0: no that's <laughs> yeah. so amazing I think finding those pockets of like true pure joy in like the frustration because obviously any career that you're in is going to be a job and it's going to be frustrating and taxing but like yeah I can imagine that just that moment of being in your zone and like doing it and getting it done is so wonderful
1: yeah it is it's really it's really joyful I guess and it's really yeah I think it's a huge privilege mm-hmm. I like, really it is
0: yeah I love it And then did you have to adjust your process at all when you went from like school to creating commercial work? Is there anywhere that you kind of found that was not working for you? And like, how did you go about adjusting?
1: Hmm. That, hmm. Well, probably you have to explain. Like, do you mean if, (laughs) like from school to like working freelance what was not working so well?
0: Hmm. yeah is there anything in your creative process that you kind of had to adapt to um when it came to the freelance like process and working with clients
1: ah okay yeah I had to well I have to communicate like really well to the client that uh when for example because painting analog is like um it's really hard to change if I if I finish the painting so Mm -hmm. it's always super important i learned that by heart like it's always super important to tell the client that we have to discuss the sketches like super well proper mm-hmm. and then if we discuss that it's like a fixed thing and then i'm going to paint it and then of course like they can be done like small changes you you can in photoshop you can't just change the color or something but it's really hard if the client says like oh, I want to change the color of this and the color of that. And could we change this position of this? And then you can't, like, it's it's impossible, like, for sure. (laughs) That is so
0: funny. Yeah, I think that's so important that, like, the clear communication with a client is, like, so important. And it's, yeah, you just got to do it. Like, and again, like, clients will never know your process unless you show it to them and you tell them. Um, And I think it can be easy as an illustrator to forget that, like, you know, you're the expert in this situation. You're the one that knows how it's going to go. And you just have to clearly communicate that. And most of the time, like, clients will be okay with it um, if they love your work and they want to work with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think they are because well, they they probably choose me for for the style I'm doing. So I guess they they wanted to have that analog feeling of, Mm -hmm. of a painted illustration. So yeah. But of course, it's it takes a lot of uh, extra explanation to yeah. yeah to get that out of the way. So, yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And then this is a question from our marketing director, actually. Shout out to Katon if he's listening to this. Um, but he said, you know, your work seems to only mature and yet you do such a good job at keeping it playful um, at the same time. Do you find that as you grow as an artist, your style evolves with you, or do you feel that it stays the same? And like, how do the two coincide? Of like, you know, you getting older and more mature and earning more life experience and the development of your style. Hmm.
1: I guess, of course, it's developing while getting older. But well, I guess I'm kind of young in mind, <laughs> so Absolutely. so so it's not like I am super interested in in basically well i guess a lot a lot of new things that are happening actually i kind of a marketing thing i just like um i just got tiktok actually and awesome. i always thought like i'm too old for tiktok like really but i have to say it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah we
0: get that yeah. a lot it's so fun you're gonna get sucked yeah. into the rabbit hole
1: yeah, yeah, it is a rabbit hole. Like you you like, if I start this in the evening, I'm not gonna get out of it. No. Nope. No way. Nope. Yeah it's horrible. It's hard. So yeah, of course you get older and your style develops somehow, of course, but yeah, if you are interested in careers and curious and still yeah, you you're probably not gonna get older in your mind. Yeah, I love that. That's
0: so lovely. Yeah. And then I mean, kinda going off of the TikTok thing, do you like are you super attuned to what's going on in the illustration world? Like, do you keep up with trends and, like, what's new? Or are you somebody that kind of likes to, you know, put on the blinders and just focus on what they're doing?
1: Well, I of course, I recognize trends on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I'm not such a fan well, of trendy illustrations. So mm-hmm. I, because I think it's somehow really, um, well, it looks on Instagram a lot of stuff is looking the same so mm-hmm. i don't want to blame like any illustrator or something like it's just yeah. i i think for example computer illustration are like um well it, sometimes it's kind of hard to see if it's like from a different person because it all looks mm-hmm. like f- flat somehow so yeah um for me of course i recognize trends but i try to stick to what i am doing Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I think that's important. And then does that help with, because I know something else, a lot of the illustrators on our roster talk about is comparison and feeling like, you know, they're not doing the best and comparing themselves to other people online. Um, Does that mindset of like trying to stick to your lane and maybe not necessarily wanting to follow the trends, do you think that helps with comparison or do you still find yourself um, playing the comparison game?
1: no i think i'm not uh i'm not gonna compare because i think my father said like a really nice as i mentioned he's like uh self-employed as well and uh, he had like employees a lot of uh a lot of his life so mm-hmm. he he always said that um well first class people work with first class people and second mm-hmm. class people work with third class people because mm-hmm. they can't yeah because they can't stand like the competition but if you mm-hmm. want to Like, if you want to be good in what you're doing, you have to, like, surround yourself with with people that are good as well. So it's not like I'm not going to compare it. It's more like I feel like, um, well, if I'm surrounded by good people and, like, people who are doing great work, that's it even makes me super proud, actually. So I can learn from them. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think that's a really great mindset because, you know, so often you catch yourself being like, oh, like, I love this illustrator, but I wish I could be more like them or, you know, I'm not nearly as good. Um, But having that mindset of, like, no, the reason why I'm amongst these incredible illustrators and, like, you know, even, like, I think of this as, like, you know, let's say you're pitching for a project and another incredible illustrator gets it. Like, that is so incredible, even just being considered alongside somebody that, you know, is that good. Like, I think shifting that mindset is so important and, like, also really difficult. (laughs)
1: It is difficult, but I think it's really, it's, it's always going to come back. Like if you as you mentioned, if you have like a pitch and then the other illustrator is going to get the job, it's not going to mean that you're never going to get that job. It's just mm-hmm. not, it wasn't the right time. And then you just like, you have to be patient. And I think if you, if you love what you do, I guess it's going to work out. Like mm-hmm. how couldn't it work out? Yeah,
0: no, I think that's so important. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you love it, like you're going to make it work. Um no matter what, and you're going to put yourself in circumstances. Like the only person that can really step in your way is yourself, you know.
1: Yeah, true. That's really it's really like that. It's yeah. um yeah, I think if you really want to be an illustrator for example, <laughs> you just have to do it. It's it's really uh, yeah, it's it's probably kind of a mindset, but also yeah. It's not, it's, a practice. it's not impossible. It's a press. Yeah. It's a practice actually, I guess.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my next question. Um, how do you specifically work on your craft and what practices do you think that beginners should begin to, or beginning illustrators should do every day to kind of hone their craft and get better and better?
1: Hmm. I guess sketching is always a good thing <laughs> to <laughs> do. And, um, what couldn't illustrator do? What do I do? Well, I guess the outside the um, outside the hired projects I'm doing. Actually, I am doing like free projects. I guess that's the best way oh, to yeah. to have like fun in what you're doing because you are well. Then you you don't get feedback, of course, but you are like totally free in what you're doing. So, and I think you can really see that. I guess like the project I did without any client uh in the back i mm-hmm. like the project other clients are like hiring me for because they see yeah. that i had like joy in what i was doing so yeah yeah so i guess that's a good that's a good thing to do as a illustrator
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i agree i think it's so important i always say this but our founder drew melton always says um a client's not going to hire you for something if they don't already see it in your portfolio um and I think that's, yeah, like personal projects are so important because even if it's as simple as drawing a horse and you've never drawn a horse before and that's not in your portfolio, you know, what if a client wants to see a horse? Like they're not going to hire you if they don't think you can do it. Um, So I think it's super, super important to do that. And it's really helpful for honing your craft as well. Because again, we were talking to Max on the roster, another new artist, and He recently realized that he just, he loves working on like gig posters and like different music related projects. And he was like, yeah, I just started making a bunch of them, like in my free time um, for artists that I really liked. And now, you know, he's getting hired for it. So I think it's always important to be doing that in whatever free time you have. Um, And yeah, it just keeps the joy alive too. It keeps it fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's super. It's like, it's a really good advice actually. Yeah yeah Yeah, you're right andrea (laughs) well you said it first jill don't worry no 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 you (laughs) you mentioned that i guess
0: yeah tag teamed that one awesome
1: cool well and i just have one
0: last quick question again from our um marketing partnerships director i didn't even realize that you were interested in nfts um i didn't know that (laughs) yeah but what kind of
1: no.
0: no i had no idea um, but what kind of sparked that interest, and how did you kind of get into that?
1: Uh, I have to say that my boyfriend is like a huge uh, crypto NFT interested. He's kind of a yeah. He's a, he knows his way there, super that well. Makes sense. So he so he actually said like, yeah, you could do an NFT. That's like that's super interesting. You should do that, and that's how I got into it actually. So yeah. Awesome. I have NFTs now on Foundation. You can look them up. <laughs> awesome. yeah. And how has
0: that been going? I mean, again, like, what is that process like? How does it differ from your client work or maybe your personal work? Because um, it's honestly like, a. I mean, I'm intimidated by that space and I'm not even an illustrator. So I have no reason to be. Um, but I'm sure like the people listening, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, what even is an NFT? Like, how do you do this?
1: Okay, so well, I hope... I'm not gonna say anything wrong. <laughs> NFT is like non fungible token. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like the, um, it's like a digital artwork and you're gonna sell, if you're gonna like on Foundation, it's a platform where you could sell your NFTs. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, in my case, it's actually an analog project I made and then um, I um, retouched on the computer. So mm-hmm. I've uploaded it as an nft on foundation so if some it's like an there's like an auction if somebody's going to start bidding on it the the, the auction is going to start for i think 24 hours mm-hmm. and then somebody else can bid on it and then you if you're going to, you're, you're going to sell it uh yeah the person who is going to buy it has like the the whole right on this one non fungible token so yeah i hope i explained that right I'm gonna ask my boyfriend later. <laughs> I love it. He can listen
0: to this episode and let us know. We'll have him yeah.
1: on. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you can ask him. He's like really <laughs> a pro.
0: That's awesome. And then yeah, how has the process been different for you in terms of creating NFTs? Um, if at all. Or, you know, is it very similar to creating a personal project? And like what do you like about creating them?
1: Well, it's very similar to creating a personal project. It's just another way of um actually of how you present it or how you're going to sell it. It's just the, uh, like another outlet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's like, uh, yeah. So it's not, hmm, how could you compare it? It's like selling the original artwork. It's not like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, awesome. yeah.
0: And so it, I'm sure that gives you like a lot of freedom in terms of, you know, your creative process and what you're doing with it.
1: Yeah, of course it's, uh, It's like you could do anything. And yeah, it's like, it's also kind of interesting to look at the stuff that people are doing there. It's like a whole, it's a whole new world. It's not like Instagram and illustrators. That's like a, that's like a small bubble, but then the NFT bubble is like a really, there are some illustrators I know from Instagram, which are um, on foundation, for example, as well. Mm And um, but they're not a lot. And it's super interesting what they're doing. Actually, some of them are doing like really nice movable art and oh, yeah, like awesome. animated stuff. And yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not there yet. That's
0: awesome. No, yeah, I think that's so fun and it just opens up like an entirely new realm of possibilities where you know you're not necessarily doing something for a client and you can really like I feel like the NFT space is the perfect place to play and learn some new skills and figure out, you know, what else you can do kind of outside of your typical, typical creative process.
1: Yeah. It's nice. It's like, it's in well, it's a nice way of <laughs> earning money in another way, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And I think it's not uh, well, right now. It's probably not that, that well known, but a lot of people know, new already, but it's going to get, I think much bigger. Like the, the, the market is like, yeah, there's a lot of space yeah. to develop.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see what you create in the future for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will let you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Jill, this brings us to the end of all my questions. So I just want to wrap it up like we always do with asking you where the people can find you if they want to see more of your work
1: um yeah they can find me on instagram jill Senft, and they can look at my website or they can find me on tiktok (laughs) now heck yeah (laughs) i have like seven followers on tiktok so please (laughs) find me on tiktok is it also jill Senft? yeah it is
0: (laughs) awesome i'm gonna go follow you immediately after we hang up this call yay but, <laughs> success yes yeah. Yeah, one new follower that's a great growth rate probably
1: yeah it um, is if you have only seven it's yeah
0: it's huge it's huge massive um yeah. awesome well thank you so much jill this was such a fun conversation and i hope we can do it again sometime
1: yeah thank you of course <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co. But wait, before you go, we've got something super special for those of you looking for more opportunities to grow your creative career. Head to the show description and join the community an interactive space to share information, gather resources, and build relationships with other creatives and us here at CNC.